Morning Prayer on the 15th of February. Today the Church remembers Siegfried, Bishop and Apostle of Sweden, who died in 1045, and Thomas Bray, a priest and founder of the Society for the Promotion of Christian Knowledge and the Society for the Propagation of Gospel, of the Gospel who died in 1730. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger and of great kindness. He will not always accuse us, neither will he keep his anger for ever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor awarded us according to our wickedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy upon those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he set our sins from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so is the Lord merciful towards those who fear him. For he knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are but dust. Our days are but as grass. We flourish as a flower of the field. For as soon as the wind goes over it, it is gone, and its place shall know it no more. But the merciful goodness of the Lord is from of old and endures for ever on those who fear him and his righteousness on children's children, on those who keep his covenant and remember his commandments to do them. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be for ever. Amen. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Psalm 48. So I'm sorry, Psalm 44. The refrain is, Rise up, O Lord, to help us. Rise up, O Lord, to help us. We have heard with our ears, O God, our forebears have told us, all that you did in their days in time of old, how with your hand you drove out nations and planted us in, and broke the power of peoples and set us free. For not by their own sword did our ancestors take the Lord, nor did their own arms save them. At your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance, because you were gracious to them. Rise up, O Lord, to help us. You are my King and my God, who commanded salvation for Jacob. Through you we drove back our adversaries. Through your name we trod down our foes. For I did not trust in my bow. It was not my own sword that saved me. It was you that saved us from our enemies and put our adversaries to shame. We gloried in God all the day long, and were ever praising your name. Rise up, O Lord, to help us. But now you have rejected us and brought us to shame, and go not out with our armies. You have made us turn our backs on our enemies, and our enemies have despoiled us. You have made us like sheep to be slaughtered, and have scattered us among the nations. You have sold your people for a pittance and made no profit on their sale. You have made us the taunt of our neighbours, the scorn and derision of those that are round about us. You have made us a byword among the nations, 
among the peoples they wag their heads. Rise up, O Lord, and help us. My confusion is daily before me, and shame has covered my face. At the taunts of the slanderer and reviler, at the sight of the enemy and the avenger, all this has come upon us, though we have not forgotten you, and have not played false to your covenant. Our hearts have not turned back, nor our steps gone out of your way. Yet you have crushed us in the haunt of jackals, and covered us with the shadow of death. If we have forgotten the name of our God, or stretched out our hands to any strange God, will not God search it out, for he knows the secrets of our heart. But for your sake are we killed all the day long, and accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Rise up, O Lord, and help us. Rise up, why sleep, O Lord? Awake, and do not reject us for ever. Why do you hide your face, and forget our grief and depression? Our soul is bowed down to the dust, our belly cleaves to the earth. Rise up, O Lord, to help us, and redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Rise up, O Lord, to help us. In the darkness of unknowing, when your love seems absent, draw near to us, O God, in Christ forsaken, in Christ risen, our Redeemer and our Lord. Amen. The response to Psalm 44 by Malcolm Kite, taken from David's Crown. The living fountain, whence I drink my fill, must rise in me before I sing this psalm. How could it ever be God's holy will to raise an army to inflict the harm, the special horror of a holy war? How could we ever conquer in his name? O oh Jesus, did you sing this psalm before you girded strength to brave your agony, to fight the only holy battle for the world you loved, and healed the mystery of all mankind? As for us, you were smitten into the place of dragons. Victory was won for all of us, as it is written. And so in Christ shall all be made alive. And still we live, as if we have forgotten. A reading from the Gospel according to St John. Chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? 
Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. A reflection on the reading from John chapter 3 by Mark Oakley, taken from Reflections for Daily Prayer. He must increase, but I must decrease. Sorry, that's tomorrow. Here's his reflection and he takes the verse, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world. If you really want to test the character and strength of someone, you don't give them difficulties and trials, you give them leadership. It seems it had made Nicodemus think about himself, About life? About what? We don't know, but he's invested a lot in getting himself to where he's got, and he doesn't want to compromise it all at this stage, so he goes to see Jesus by night. It's dark outside and inside. It's always exhausting not to live in the outside world, what you are inside. He's wanting a conversation, but he doesn't want to be seen having it. Still, it turns to the subject of birth, living a life and reliving a life. Nicodemus asks a question that he may well have been thinking about for a while. How can anyone be born after having grown old? How can I start again after I've got here? Jesus tells Nicodemus about the water that drowns the past and bids us dive deeper into the future, the water of baptism. He talks of the freshness of the Spirit to guide this new life. We hear about Nicodemus again in the Gospel. He comes along with 45 kilograms of spices to anoint the dead body of Jesus, and this time he doesn't care who sees him. He's learnt at last it is better to live in the light, and he comes to care for the discarded body of the man who taught him one night how to live again. Now he wants everyone to know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and be not wise in your own sight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and be not wise in your own sight. 
In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and be not wise in your own sight. Benedictus begins and ends with the refrain, You have set us free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous in your sight. You have set us free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous in your sight. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be for ever. Amen. You have set us free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous in your sight. Let us pray. We thank God for that freedom that he has given people to live without fear, to worship him without fear, to do the right thing without fear, even to suffer consequences without fear. We pray for all those who need that gift of fearlessness and faith, for all who are facing persecution, all who are imprisoned, detained, for doing the right thing, all those who are seeking to serve their people and who are being oppressed by tyrants and by groups opposed to human flourishing. We thank God for those who seek to serve God in name and worship, to maintain faith. We pray for all those who are being persecuted, who are being tortured. All those who are paying the price. All those who have overcome the fear which might have made them live in the dark. Pray that God's Spirit may be with them now as they pay the cost. 
We also thank God for the missionaries, for all those who have given their life to spreading, spreading faith in Christ, whilst recognising some of the mistakes and cultural assumptions of mission which have marred it. We nevertheless thank God for the worldwide fellowship of Christians that has come about through mission. So we thank God for St Sigmund. We thank God for Thomas Bray, really the founder of a missionary outlook in the Church of England, for his foundation of SPCK and SPG. We pray to God for guidance and wisdom in being missionaries ourselves in his way. We continue to pray for all those who are suffering in the pandemic in this country, in our own country, whichever that may be, and throughout the world, particularly in the impoverished countries. Pray for countries which have not yet got the vaccine on, not got enough vaccine for their people or who are paying too much for it. We pray for governments of countries faced with huge dilemmas because of their international debt, their stretched or inadequate health resources. We pray for people in government under that kind of pressure, just as we pray for people in government in the better off countries who still have really difficult daily decisions to make. We pray for doctors and nurses and other health professionals throughout the world and in every situation and condition who are doing their best for patients, for patients of COVID and for other patients too. We pray for all who are exhausted. We also pray for those who offer care in nursing homes and in people's homes. We pray for families who are not able to see their loved ones, families who cannot see somebody who's in hospital, maybe critically ill for families who have not seen loved ones in care homes for months. And for all those patients and residents who have suffered from the lack of human touch and familiar faces. We bring them all to you, O oh Lord. We pray for the refreshing of your spirit. We pray for an overcoming of the virus. But also for wisdom for the future. In this globalised world, in this world where we are encroaching so much on the natural world and on the life of other species, which makes viruses and pandemics more likely. 
Lord, help us to have wisdom. Wisdom that matches our knowledge. And as we pray for wisdom about pandemics, we also pray for wisdom to match the knowledge we surely have about climate change and what needs to be done. May the world respond to leadership which points to hard decisions but a more just and better future. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves to God for this day and for this week. In all we shall do, the things we expect to do and the things that will happen unexpectedly. We thank God for the blessings we have experienced over the past week. Ask him to help us be alert and aware of the blessings with which he surrounds us. We commend ourselves to God as we thank him for his love. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and for all the blessings of this life. But above all, for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world through our Lord Jesus Christ the means of grace and for the hope of glory and we beseech thee give us that due sense of all thy mercies that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honour and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty Father, whose Son was revealed in majesty before he suffered death upon the cross, give us grace to perceive his glory, that we may be strengthened to suffer with him and be changed in his likeness from glory to glory who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen.
the Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.